0: Welcome to Orion Valley. Um, hey, Brian. What? What the fuck are you doing in a trash can? Are you calling my room a trash can? No, I'm saying your audio quality sounds like you're in a trash can.
1: Oh, so yeah, I just, I was evicted from my home. So this is just a temporary
0: setup. Episodes 11, 12, and 13! Hit that theme music, baby! Okay. Okay. So
1: Hold on, let me. Hold on, wait. Let me close just all my windows. Up.
0: What? Where? Why are you closing your windows?
1: Because the for the acoustic noise. Hold on. Hold on, wait. I have, you to live- close, I have to close the windows of my trash can.
0: You don't live like on an
1: active street, but still, there are people outside like shooting each other, and oh, Daryl, take out the trash. No, Darryl, Karen, I don't, don't want to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. I forgot you live both in Detroit and the suburbs of, like, uh, (laughs) Wisconsin. Yeah, dude. It's a very strange neighborhood. It's a strange dichotomy. Hey, guys. Welcome to Tea Time with Titans. I'm Sullivan Harris, the big fashion Oz Titan. I'm watching the dub. Uh, It's my second time watching this show. I'm also drinking some vanilla chai tea today, which uh, tastes a lot better than the fucking Rubio's tea I had last week. That that just tasted like nasty medicine garbage. This tastes like a delicious warm hug. We uh watched episodes. Oh wait, no. Introduce yourselves. I'm getting ahead of myself. Hi, I'm Ben
2: Mannix. I'm the beard, tits, and ass titan. Hell I'm drinking yeah. orange spice tea, and I am I'm watching the sub dub and reading the manga. Uh, my name is my name is Brian, and I'm known as the Sonic
1: the Hedgehog titan. And today I uh, don't have a microphone anymore. I just, you know, I just decided to get rid of it. So I'm recording on
0: nothing. Here's the thing. You do have a microphone and you have it set up in front of you as if you are recording with that microphone. Yes, I do. (laughs) And he just even leaned into the microphone as if he was whispering that (laughs) to you, the audience. But he does, in fact, uh, not have a microphone cable. (laughs) This is so, so shitty. This is so fucking shitty, dude. I don't what are you recording through? Is it your laptop microphone? My desktop. Your desktop has a microphone? Yeah, dude. What part of your desktop computer has a microphone? It's like
1: it's like back here.
0: Oh, do you have a webcam in your monitor? Is that what we're looking at you through? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, here at Tea Time with Titans, we're addicted to quality. So, episode 11 we watched. Uh, <laughs> that is called Idol. Episode 12 we also watched, which was called uh, uh, Flaw. And then we also watched episode 13, which was called... I'm just scrolling through my notes here real fast. I can't find it. What was it called, guys? Stop going so fast. I can only keep up Primal so much. Primal Desire. Um. So, let's start with episode 11, shall we? Wait, Not did we ever th- sync up? What? Oh, we didn't sink. Um, Hey, guys, this is a Tea Time with Titans first. You get to hear our sink. <laughs> Ready,
2: I mean, guys? You could just cut it out.
0: What are you talking about? I don't edit this. I know. Ready? Three, two, one. One more. Three, two, one. That's the kind of quality we guarantee here at Tea Time with Titans. Absolutely. I feel like that, uh, that so, wasn't
2: the title of the episodes, was it?
0: God, I I really hope it was.
2: I, uh, I I'm looking at the sub, of course, but I have icon, wound, and primal desires. I do have primal desires.
0: Yeah, I know that the the what the episodes are named on Hulu is different from what like the sub translation is for whatever reason. So the first one is icon for you. Yeah, icon. That makes more sense than idle, I have to say. Yeah. It's also like the, uh,
2: remember the left arm episode where yours was like a whole word soup?
0: Yeah. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) whatever happened to Aaron's left arm? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, idle. So basically we cut back in. Uh, On the last episode, we left off with Pixis basically deciding that uh, we're going to plug that fucking hole with Aaron's Titan form. He's going to pick up that big fat boulder and he's going to drop it down um, into the hole and it's all going to be great. Plug it with uh, his fat arm and- cock. But Titans don't have cocks. That's the problem. That's the age old <laughs> problem. <laughs> That's the number one problem. Uh, Fucking antagonist in this series is That's the, the lack problem. Of genitals.
1: That's the problem with this country. The fact that Titans just
2: don't have any cocks whatsoever. If they had sexual organs, they'd be too busy fucking each other to eat humans.
1: Exactly.
2: And the show would have to be even more censored.
0: <laughs> well, you know, in Japan, in the original Japanese version of this show, they actually do have genitals. Um, it's just when oh. they started airing this on uh, Cartoon Network you know, they had to digitally cut out the genitals right? Ben, ben I like how Bride was
2: with you until you said Cartoon Network <laughs> that's did, when you lost did them. this
0: show really air on Cartoon Network? <laughs> kind of kind it of Aired on. Chris said it aired on Toonami a couple episodes ago when he was on which is on Cartoon Network but it's not like Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network what the fuck? It's like adult Cartoon Network. It's like Nick, okay. and Nick It's like when you get to watch Home Improvement when you're a little boy and your parents <laughs> forgot to put the V-chip in your TV. <laughs> I feel like not a, not a ton happened in these episodes. Like, this is a pretty... Like, at least plot-wise, these are yeah. three, like, super heavy episodes. Yeah. Um, so we cut in. Armin's kind of surprised that Pixis was like, fuck yeah, we're doing the Boulder plan. Um. We get, uh, Pixis has this fun line about, like, how Titans aren't our only foe anymore, which kind of reminded me of The Walking Dead when Rick is like, actually, we're The Walking Dead. Maybe the real Walking Dead was the friends we made along the way. The real uh, Attack on Titan was the friends (laughs) we so basically, they're just like, let's fill the hole. And um, something I wanted to point out that I, I actually meant to point out last episode, something I really enjoy this show does. And I don't know if it's to like save money, for, like production costs, or if it's just an artistic choice. But every once in a while, um, instead of just animating a scene, they'll just put these like still images up. I noticed that too. And I didn't know if it was... I-
1: also didn't know if it was an artistic just an aesthetic choice or like you said just to save on money but like it's real it's
0: very jarring to see it is kind of jarring but what i was surprised with is just kind of how beautiful the still art is like it's kind of like they realize if we're not going to animate this scene, we should put some time into these stills. And the stills usually are like very well composed. They're that's like all, very, yeah, that's true. It, they're very beautiful. There's usually like a, a bunch more time put into like shading and lighting and things like that. Um, just something I wanted to point out. Yeah. And then you just have like characters talking over it. But it's usually over scenes where it's just like basic things. Like a couple episodes ago, I think there was a scene where they would have just been like walking down a staircase. Yeah. And instead of animating them walking down that staircase, they just had these still images where all the characters still looked super engaging and were drawn in like fun ways. It's very um, much used when
2: it's just like a very, like, you know, when either a narration or if it's just like a dialogue scene, they sometimes do it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and I don't know, again, I don't know exactly why they're doing this, but I think it's probably, uh, like, adds to why the animation otherwise in the show is so fucking good. Like, they know where to put their energy.
1: I think it, yeah, I think it's literally just to, like,
0: condense
1: things down a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Just so they can tell the story efficiently.
0: Yeah, so down on the ground, back inside the wall, uh, Daz is losing his mind, uh, we get to have, spend a bit more time with Daz, uh, who is basically shitting bricks nonstop.
1: This dude needs to—he needs to like take a chill pill. I swear to God.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I get it. Like I get it. The, right. Your the, the, the friends just that, got eaten by Titans. The
2: thing I don't get about Daz when I look at him, I'm like, he's in the training core, but he looks like he's like 65. Like his
0: face <laughs> is so like I'm like I don't know how old he is. I, d- I did not get that at all. I gotta say I thought he looked pretty young. Maybe it's oh just God. the you know watching his friends getting eaten alive by titans and you know, I've, always to fight looked, a war I've
2: always looked at him with his his gray hair and his super like wrinkled like
0: these deep wrinkle lines on his face. <laughs> I'm I'm googling Daz right now uh, to see. Do you think he'll come up? If I Google Daz attack on Titan or is he too much of a side character? No, he'll
2: come up. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, he does look old. He at least, he kind of looks like Hannes, like a gray-haired Hannes (laughs) a little bit. Yeah, he looks like he's like
1: 40 something. Yeah, he's got like jowls. 40, 50, yeah.
0: Okay, you're right. I'm just stupid, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, Daz is losing his mind. Some other cadets are also losing their mind. Um, that's kind of like the B plot of this episode is just every, all these fucking cadets um, and garrison members, like everyone just freaking out. A lot of them are threatening to leave, just get the fuck out of here. Uh, and then other ones are like stepping forward and being like, if you desert, that is cause for uh, murdering you. So I will murder you right here with my swords. <laughs>
1: Which is a little extreme, I think.
0: Yeah, a little bit. So it's like you either die by Titan or you die by my sword. Back on the wall, we get a lot of Pixis talking to Aaron, so they're kind of like um, moving from where uh, they. So, like they, in the last episode, they I think got Aaron like safely back up on the wall, and they were just having this side conversation with Pixis away from everywhere else. Most of this episode is just Pixis and Aaron walking from that location to the location where all the other. <laughs> Uh, cadets are um, but they say they, they say some interesting things i guess for example uh pixis says this line like humanity needs an enemy uh, greater than itself which i think is a big it's a big theme in a lot of things like that is one of the big themes in like watchmen basically anything that has a super villain it's always like They had to create something that would bring humanity together because humanity just fights with itself unless we drop a giant squid on the world. Yep. (laughs) What the fuck? But honestly, that makes me like a little bit suspicious the fact that he says that just because of like the connotations to other like other fiction in our lexicon. Um, Like that's kind of got my mind wondering like were Titans created as a way of like bringing humanity together in some kind of war? You know what? I wouldn't put it past the show to do something like that. Titans are aliens. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Titan spaceship win. (laughs) But we get another reference. So Pixis references the fact that there were uh, different races back in the day, which we talked about a little bit in the Mikasa flashback episode, which I just think is like a fun little detail. Like there was a world before this, and there's like constant reference to the fact that the world is not like that now. It's also funny because all the characters kind of have this mindset of, I don't see color. Because <laughs> there are races. There's like clearly... Except there's no dark-skinned people in this show, which is... I don't know if that's notable. I don't know if that's something racist or if that is going to come up later, but there's no no nobody with dark skin in this show.
2: I just realized that. I will say, so normally in anime it's because Japan's racist. Okay. But, not in, the, but oh. not, not in this
0: show. That is something I did notice like from right when I started watching the show because it is like, I don't know. A- everyone kind of seems represented here. Like you have Levi and Mikasa who are like, have more of an Asian style to them. You have Jean who's obviously like, uh, like more of like a European analog. You have characters that look like very American. Um, so like, not having any dark skin people is kind of strange um and it stands out especially like today when a lot of shows have been so good about like inclusivity it's yeah. strange to just see a massive cast of characters and have um no dark skin characters but if it does have a point um i guess that forgives it that was kind of a joke um i'm interested <laughs> to see what the what the answer is though Aaron and Pixis, they show up at the wall above all the cadets. They're still freaking the hell out. I, I think it's very interesting that Pixis right off the bat tells everyone, yo, Aaron's a titan. Yeah, <laughs> Doesn't try is, to like sugarcoat it. I
2: just, I really like how Pixis, I mean, he's supposed to be this in very brilliant strategist and he just yeah. takes this, he takes this fact, he shows up, he's like, that boy's a titan? Okay, gets up uh-huh. on the wall, spins it. He's like, this is a government project. This is ours. Yeah, we yeah, did yeah. it.
0: Uh huh. Um, yeah so he does like a little bit of sugarcoating there I said he didn't do any but he does a little bit like saying like he's the result of all of our testing he's like we made a titan but I think it's interesting yeah he's a fucking titan Uh, deal with it and we're going to use him to plug the hole this is just this like especially with all like the
2: cadets I mean in general this show really plays a lot off of just like genuine human psychology and I think that's it's such a frustrating thing when you're watching a show and you see characters being like and you're like well no human would act like that that's just a stupid yeah. situation but like this show does it so well where it's like these true like people are truly responding to the horror the way they
0: should right because yeah. we get after this um people like literally just start deserting they're like no we've had enough we are turning around we're walking away what are you saying there's a person who can turn into a titan fuck this I'm going to go spend my last days with my family because obviously we're in the end times. Um, but Pixis is like... So we get, again, more uh, soldiers coming forward and being like, if you desert, we kill you. Um, like desertion is grounds for death. And Pyxis pardons them. He says, anybody who has seen a Titan uh, who has like gone out and fought and faced these things head on and made it back here and survived are free to go without any like ramifications you're free to go we will still respect you like the soldier you are um go be with your families but it's him saying that thing like go be with your families like he's like think about your families which makes a couple of them like kind of still stick around like they're like holy shit i am like this kind of last line of defense between these titans and everyday civilians um which is, again, showing Pixis is like genius. He knows like the exact right thing to say to kind of like get everyone into gear. Just like in the last episode where he knew the exact thing to say to Aaron to like get him back into. Brian just... My <laughs> like cat is, like, is meowing at door. my fucking door
1: wanting to come in.
0: Now, Brian, I'm also looking at your webcam here. And is that a giant uh industrial-sized bag? No, of no, it is you, not. Yes, it is.
1: Yes, it is. There is a story behind that, okay? But
0: it's not important, I promise you. (laughs) Well, okay, so there is a whole story, but the story isn't important. (laughs) It's not important. What is important is that I have Reese's Puffs in my room. (laughs) Why'd you say no right off the bat?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was ready
2: for
0: denial. I needed to deny it at any, any cost. But so, Pixis gives a kick-ass speech, right? Just an absolutely fucking kick-ass speech. Um, that I think it's interesting. He like front, like head-on, directly addresses the fact that they sent the refugees out to die. The refugees from Wall Maria. He says, "We sent them to their death. They died so we could eat, so there would be enough food for us. If we do not like stand up and fight." Um, it is not the Titans that killed them for and they did not die like for a purpose like that de- those deaths are on our shoulders completely and like the pointlessness of their deaths will be on our shoulders completely and he uses that too to like get everybody hyped up for a fight right yeah. Yeah. which is kind of genius because you'd think that any higher up would just kind of deny 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 about that
2: right but he yeah. doesn't a little artistic detail i noticed like when he steps up to the wall to like do this whole speech his feet actually like hang a little bit over the wall which i think is just like oh, indicative really? of his personality like i feel like if you're on a 50 meter high wall you would kind of keep
0: your distance from the edge but not pixies no which is double funny because he's tipsy all the time yeah <laughs> man's got nerves of steel We get Armin's plan. So Armin kind of like butts into like all this plan that's going on. He's like, Hey, I have an idea. If we get all of our soldiers that are still left to just stand on one side of the wall, (laughs) all the titans will go to that side of the wall. And it's kind of the same idea as like Shiganshina or Trost, like these little districts that are sticking out to like draw titans to them. He uses that same strategy to get the titans away from where the boulder is and away from the. A hole in the entrance, so Aaron can just kind of have a clean shot to go in, pick up the boulder, slap it down. Big brain uh, Armin at it again. <laughs> brain Armin. Uh, and then, in addition to that, they're going to have an elite squad, all the best people going in to protect Aaron because they're not stupid. Yeah, this is a very Pixis episode. Like, a lot of the time the episode's kind of a main character, and this one is is, is Pixis. and that's good because Pixis is kind of like the embodiment of that thing we've been talking about from episode one, which is the idea of, like, complacency versus, like, preparedness and, like, willing to just, like, go out and attack, and Pixis, I'm trying to remember if this was in this episode or not. If Pixis was in this episode? Maybe not. No, he wasn't. No, there's, he's just says a lot of cool shit in these three episodes. And I'm trying to remember what cool shit was where. So, like, for the elite crew that's going in, he kind of has his like three, like the three best soldiers there in front of him. And he chooses the one to be the head. And the one is like, I don't think I'm good enough. Um, And he has this interesting thing where he's like, you know, you're a man who enjoys a fine wine, such as myself. um, And you're able to, like, determine when a Chardonnay is, like, great, right? And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, you're also able to determine when a Chardonnay isn't so great. And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, then I have no question your ability to (laughs) make the right calls (laughs) on the battlefield. Which is, oh, it's like, it's him being a crazy old man, but it like it's one of those like crazy old man savant type things. <laughs> where it's like if you can tell like these minute differences like in an alcohol, like you'll be able to notice those minute details on the battlefield too and make the right call when it's needed. What an interesting man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if I want Pixis uh to be my uncle. I'm not gonna say dad because I think that'd be a bit too intense, but I would like Pixis as an uncle. He
2: does at the very beginning of the episode, he does have this like very
0: fatherly interaction with Aaron. He it does yeah. I noticed wow, that fuck, what does yeah. that do? Aaron's like Aaron gives that whole speech at the end of the last episode where he's like I don't know if I can do it, but I will do it. And then Pixis is just like great son, let's go <laughs> 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 All right. Get in the car. We're going to soccer practice. So, <laughs> yeah. not gonna We're lie. going to Going to whole film practice impression oh, was wait. pretty on point. Thanks. Uh I'm actually gunning for the role of Aaron in the live action movie. Oh, really? That's not true. I'm going for Connie baby. <laughs> Anyways, he does look uh, like Connie. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bald bitch, but we have this fucking hilarious moment where like everyone is like getting ready to execute this plan. I think it's weird that it's like this plan is it's like quick, you know, like it's not like we're going to do this tomorrow. Yeah. They no. like get Aaron back and they're like, we need to move on this now. And I think I
2: think it has to go back to what they've been saying for the past. What? Like six episodes they are like the armored Titan can show up at any moment. That's why yeah. it's like we yep. got to do this now.
0: Yeah. Um, and we get this fucking hilarious moment where, uh, Aaron Mikasa and Armin are hanging out and Mikasa's is like, Aaron, I gotta go with you. I gotta protect you. And Aaron's a fucking little dick bitch. And he it's is. Like, you're He's not such my money. I was Completely like, dick.
1: whoa, dude, that was not needed
2: whatsoever. I, I wrote Aaron said, bonk, go to horny jail. That was my <laughs> note for that.
1: Literally, she's like, she's um, like, because Mikasa's just like, you know, be careful out there because I care about you and I'm concerned. And he's like, <laughs> get the
2: fuck away from me. Well, I'd argue that Mikasa is very much
0: overbearing, and she's like, you need yeah, me to protect intense. you always. Um, But then this is the funny moment. Like, Aaron's like, you're not coming with me. Yes. You're going to be on the sidelines with everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck away from me. And then the leader comes up and is like, hey, Mikasa, you're with Aaron. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> so funny. Um, A little, a very, this is like a very small detail, kind of an obvious detail too, but like, um. The fact that anyone who wears glasses in this show, their glasses are strapped on by like 12 pieces of rope because <laughs> uh, they're going to be flying around in their ODM gear. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it would be very easy for them to just like have them wear normal glasses, but that's just a fun little detail. Yeah, they always have goggles. <laughs> um, yeah. On their way down to the rock, we get this great interaction between uh, Aaron and like one of these elite soldiers where she's like, listen. Everybody down there is about to sacrifice. They're going to sacrifice their lives for you. I think it's inter- interesting that she doesn't say like, "Aaron, you have to keep them alive," or "Aaron, we have to do everything we can to like make this quick so they survive." She's like, "No, these people are going to die. What I need from you is to make sure they don't die in vain." Yep. Um, they're not pawns. They're people, are what she says. You
2: have a you have a responsibility to ensure their deaths mean something, which is something we've mm-hmm. heard since episode one.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, We get our first use of flares as soon as, like, everyone's down there in position. We get uh, shooting off flares, which comes into play a lot more later. Um, And then we get another very sick scene of Aaron just, like, flying through Trost. Fucking phenomenal. (laughs) Him zipping around like Spider-Man. A lot of great little details in here. Like, I love... There's, like, a part where he, like, is, like, so close to hitting the ground. And, like, his gear is hitting the ground and, like, sending off sparks. Like... You just can't beat that shit. Uh, Yeah, and then Aaron transforms back. Is gonna. Everyone's like, hell yeah, he's Titan again. He's gonna lift the boulder. Uh, And then in my notes, I wrote uh, in all caps, Aaron, what the fuck? Don't do that, (laughs) because he just fucking punches straight at Mikasa. (laughs) He turns around. I don't know what's happening here. He's like not on their side or something, and he just fucking blasts Mikasa (laughs) on the roof. She like,
2: he
1: probably pun- deserved he- it. Oh, did she? I don't know. Aaron was upset. <laughs> yeah.
0: mm. um, but yes, yeah, so this episode's called Idol. Asshole. I think that's uh, a pretty good title because this episode does set up a lot of the themes of like Aaron's Titan form being like this big fucking symbol of hope. Yeah. Well, I think icon makes more sense. Icon definitely um, makes more sense that Aaron has to become an icon of hope. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much everything that happens in this episode. I thought it was all right. I'm gonna give it a wall rose. I think that's a three, or is that a four? No, that's a four. You want trust? I want trust. I'm gonna give this a trust on my perfectly uh, unflawed rating system, <laughs> which is a three. <laughs> uh, if this Titan were, if this, if this Titan were an episode, if this episode were a Titan, that that Titan would be going to trust.
2: <laughs> um, I'm gonna give this a wall Maria. Um, like it, it, like it sets up a lot of cool things. Like Pixies has a lot of cool moments, but to me, the show doesn't really do too much of what I love about this show in this episode.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty plain. (laughs) Honestly, I thought a lot of these episodes were pretty plain. I forgot how this is kind of a boring arc. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call it boring
2: per se, but it's very intense, but it's not. You're like, like you said, it's not super plot driven per se. Yeah.
0: What do you think, Brian? Just
1: right off the bat, I think I'm going to give all three of these episodes the same rating. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I think I'm. Okay. I just want to say that this is this is the problem with this rating system is that every map that <laughs> I look up, every problem, it seems like. It seems like every map that I look up it's like there are different names every single time.
0: I am sure Dude. that's not true.
2: <laughs> Here's the question, and, and Brian, There are so many there's so many What are you googling? All right, let's go
0: over it. Number 1 I just one attack on Titan map. Oh,
2: yeah. Number 1 a,
0: a one attack on Titan Is a Shiganshina map. Yeah. 1 Oh wait, I typed that. Is in a Shiganshina. Before. 2 is a Wall Maria. Three is a district Trust, Four is a wall, or a wall rose, and five is a wall sheena, and that is a, a flawless rating system right there.
1: Oh wait, I I see what you mean. Okay, I'm giving yeah, I'm giving it a wall Maria. All three
0: a, a two. are getting a wall Maria. Yeah, you know. I'm kind of feeling inclined to agree that all three of these might be a Maria for me. Yeah, because uh, we'll see once I talk about for the more. For this, the most part, this first part, one I liked a bit more than the others.
1: Yeah, it's like for the most part, all three of these episodes just kind of cover, like, yeah, it's like the first two episodes are just Aaron, or no, it's not even the first two episodes. All three of these episodes just cover this whole arc of. Aaron needs to plug up this hole and do it now.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: That's what the, the these three episodes yeah. <laughs> are about. And it's really, I don't know. I feel like it's something that could have been condensed into one episode, I feel. But yeah. Yeah. I'm think i I'm just we'll saying that all of these more, are
0: Maria. I think we're going to get into this more on episode 13 when we get there. But yeah. I think you needed the three episodes to kind of sell the importance of this but it does kind of make it like kind of makes it drag a bit. So episode 12 law, um, we find out right off the bat that 20% of the soldiers were lost in the whole trust incident. Uh, we get this fun moment where I think it's Pixis who says they weren't lost. Like we sent them to their deaths. They like aren't, (laughs) they weren't like wandering out in the woods and like lost their way home. We sent them to their deaths. Um, Aaron is bad. Uh, The soldiers are like, we gotta leave him behind. And Mikasa's like, fuck you. (laughs) I think they. I think at this point they shoot off a flare to warn everyone that things are going sideways. Yeah, this
2: this moment really annoyed me because this woman, Reza, I think is her name. She goes, "They." I knew there was no secret weapon, and I'm like sitting there, like, bitch, what do you think you're looking
0: at? (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) like what? What do you mean? (laughs) <laughs> I thought he'd transform into a big gun. I see no big gun. <laughs> um, but we have a lot in this episode. Uh, this episode is a lot of talking. This is yeah. just a lot of people being like, what do we do in this situation? Let's argue for 20 minutes to figure it out. So basically... Because now,
1: now Aaron's like, he's like passed out on the ground doing absolutely nothing. Right, and it's mostly just Yeah, and Aaron, not Aaron. Um, Armin's trying to like snap him out of it almost by stabbing him in the fucking back.
0: Right. Okay. 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 I gotta talk about this because I thought. Literally for a split fucking second that we're about to have a double ratatouille scenario. I thought Armin's plan was to jump onto the Titan, stab his swords down into Aaron's arms, and then so he'd be ratatouing Aaron, who's ratatouing the Titan. But so that. That's kind of like one of the three things that are happening in this episode. So we have that. We have Armin goes down to Aaron who's just like slumped down in the corner like a three-year-old child who didn't get cookies at lunch. Um, And basically the plot here is Armin does slam poetry at Aaron into his Titan form until he wakes up. He does. And Aaron's out of it the whole time because Armin's just like, he's like, Aaron, you have to do this.
1: And Aaron's just like, what are you what the fuck are you talking about dude?
0: Yeah, no, 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 because Aaron's having these fucking dreams, these, like, yeah. flashback dreams to, like, a pleasant time. And I don't know why this is so fucking funny to me, but Ar- but Armin's doing a slam poetry whispering into Aaron's ear. But then in Aaron's dream, it's just translating to, like, Armin banging on his bedroom window and, like, yelling at him. And Aaron's just like, dude, I'm trying to have a nice, relaxing summer day with my parents. He's like, Go fuck away. off, stop. Oh, Yes, yeah, so that's what, like, one third of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> the other third is this debate between, like, these three super elite soldiers and Mikasa. They're trying to figure out, like, do we call off the mission because the Titan is bad now, or do we, like, go throw all our fucking ships in on this, like, insane bluff? Like, are we going to, like, we're already taking a risk now. Do we take the double risk of, like, hoping that they can somehow get Eren Titan to be? Good again. Right. Um, Yeah. The the final decision. This this makes. Yeah. This this is an
2: important point, I think, because it's like everyone's saying, let's leave. Let's go. Let's abandon him. This is worthless. But the guy that was put in charge makes the call to say no. And I think it just kind of goes to show that this guy, Ian, there's really a deeper reason to why Pixie's put him in charge.
0: Right. Yeah. Because. The girl, I don't remember these. These three have weird names. I think it's Ian. Like when he was Risa, like. And I can't remember the third guy. But sure. Ian and Riza right off the bat are weird names. Like he was like, my three perfect cadets <laughs> Jabalstadu, Rintambo, and Kalufa. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, that's a very good point. Because um, the other two are like bitching out. They're like, "Fuck it, we're leaving him behind." But he's the one, literally the one out of like all of these soldiers who are like, "Yeah, let's stay and let's let's see this thing through to the end." And um, I I have a lot of quotes written down, but I forgot who said them. Like, who says, "Let the bastards taste humanity's wrath"? Because I liked that. That line. is
2: the woman, Riza. So she's like, she's like. Okay, I'll accept this plan, but I'm not going to just like hope that Aaron's going to save the day. I'm going to show the Titans that they should fear humanity too.
0: Right. And uh, also, Ian, is that his name? Is that what you said? That's the guy in charge. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He turns to Mikasa and he's like, go save the man you love. And Mikasa's like, ooh, that's not true. (laughs) Yeah. He said, in the sub, I think (laughs) the line
2: is, you have to protect your boyfriend. (laughs)
0: That's funnier. (laughs) And she's like, "We're um, family." We get a good pause screen on this episode and the last episode, like the the cut to commercial uh, cards, Because um, right. it shows us kind of more of the the ODM gear. I feel like we don't get a ton of good shots of like how the ODM gear actually attaches to everybody, and it's like this intricate system of like straps and stuff mm-hmm. that is. Kind of based in reality, like these literally just look like the kind like the straps that stuntmen wear, um, who do like aerobatics in movies and stuff. So this is like it does, yeah. Like real technology, like this is the like literally the same concept as in Mission Impossible, the first one, where Tom Cruise like goes down like and does like the whole like spreading his arms and legs, is like hanging from the wire. (laughs) This is like that exact same technology, but just put into a situation where. You can be mobile with it.
2: Yeah, and the so I like, so I, as I, like as as I the mentioned before, these like little title card details are actually in the manga, right where like the they are in the actual show. Um, and mm-hmm. Isayama, he'll have little thank you notes, like thank you to X whoever, and I assume like there's actual people he's talking to when he's coming up with these designs.
0: Right, like consulting people who actually know the physics and shit. Yeah, that's cool. Um, we cut back after. After the title cards, we cut back to fucking Aaron, just like sitting down. We go into his head, and we get the funniest fucking line ever. He just goes, "What am I doing? Am I sitting?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so By the, the looks third of thing we have, the you third... might be possibly, yeah. <laughs> the third thing we have going on is we have all the soldiers, like including Connie and John, and. A couple others, I think Annie's there, who are like being the Titan bait on the other side of the wall. Uh, A note I have is dangling off of a wall, just like being Titan bait sounds horrifying. Uh, I would not want to do that. Yeah, that's, Um, I,
1: I would never volunteer to do that ever.
0: There's also a fun moment like when Armin shows up at Eren, he's like, "Me, he's like Mikasa, what the fuck is going on? Why is he just sitting there sleeping? There's like, um,
2: so what I was going to say was on the, when Armin shows up in the sub, there's a line, Mikasa, she says, I spoke to it and he didn't listen to me. There's no point in anyone else trying. Jesus. <laughs> Which always, like, it always goes back to, I feel like Mikasa very much overestimates like her relationship with Eren.
0: <laughs> that's kind of funny <laughs> god damn no but I mean she kind of I mean like he, they do have this like weird connection like he saved her life like he's the one that turned her into this thing so I guess I can kind of understand where she's coming from being insane but also she's being insane I was about
2: to say like I feel like it's like this three friend group situation where she views like Aaron and herself as closer but the reality is is I think Aaron and Armin are closer yeah
0: yeah yeah. Um so yeah the third thing that's going on is Jean, Connie, Annie, um Marco I think is in there too. Uh to buy Aaron some more time they have to drop down into trust and start leading more titans towards like the distraction wall. Um and Jean's gear fucks up and he gets cornered by a bunch of titans. Uh Yep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, the episode that episode ends, ends with, well, well, the episode ends with Armin doing his slam poetry and Aaron's like, ah, oh, yes, the world beyond the wall is my birthright. And then what is it? he wakes up. Mean. I didn't
2: like that. The line originally in the manga and the sub is, because I was born into this world, which doesn't make much more sense, but... Um, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. Like we talked about before, when you're so used to hearing a certain phrase, and then the dub just goes and changes it for whatever reason. It's just that's jarring. Mm-hmm. So the original line is because I was born into this world. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. I just I felt like yeah, it had does, more. Of, does, it has it more. Does,
1: of a it sounds a than little bit better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I I I literally I had to turn on the subtitles just so i understood what he said because i was like did he say birthright cuz I, I was like <laughs> he couldn't have said birthright that sounds really fucking weird <laughs> and i turned on the subtitles and i was met with disappointment cuz he actually did say birthright and it was also and it was paired with the really cool shot of him in his house getting like his well quote unquote oh, yeah. imaginary house getting like like burned down. out by fire and like there's all these embers yeah, and sparks tight. and wind, and it looks. And it's a really cool shot, and it's paired with like this mech kind of line.
0: Here's my rating. I'm yeah. giving this my very first Wall Shiganshina, not Wall Shiganshina, District Shiganshina. <laughs> I'm giving this a one, and here's a why. One. Because this this episode's a lot of talking, like it's almost all talking, and this yeah. show has proved before and definitely proves in the future that they can do talking episodes and make them incredible. And I just thought, like, this one was just kind of boring and flat, and I don't know. What do you guys think? I
2: was actually going to go in the other direction. I was going to give this a Trost district, and because... What and ends, ha- ends up happening with this episode is, like you said, there's these three parts going on. And this show does moving parts very well. And the reason I think it adds a little bit more tension is because you're looking at all three of these parts go wrong. And it's just kind of setting it up like, this is going to be another failure for them. Like Like, we've just been seeing mm-hmm. failure after failure this whole show. And it's really kind of like... Building the tension, everything's going wrong at all points, and just I I like that aspect of this episode in particular.
0: Right, and then it's kind of setting it up for that episode thirteen twist of like, no, they might actually pull it off this time. And Brian, are you sticking with your? You're sticking with your. I'm still gonna stick with Maria.
1: Yeah, I'm still gonna stick with Maria just because I didn't think. I mean, it did have some like story, some, some sort of like character story building aspects to it. So I don't, I don't think it's quite a shigachina, but I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't feel it was a very strong episode.
0: All right. Well, Ben, I, I gotta say props because I did not think of that point. Like I didn't think of that episode in the context of how well this show, uh, like, fucking place your expectations so hard. Very much. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: that's that's the whole point of it. Like, that's one of the biggest selling points of this show to people, I always say, is, like, it doesn't follow tropes. It doesn't follow storytelling norms. It's, like, especially... It's, like, as we move along throughout the series, it's going to keep doing that even more. Like, you're just... You're never, you go into a situation in this show never really knowing the outcome because you can't just be like, yeah, Yeah. they're going to win. They're going to, that person's going to live. Oh, yeah, that person's going to die. Like you just Mm. never really know. Yeah. And
0: I think the biggest part of that is that it never tricks you in the same way. Yes. Like, it, it's not like it consistently tricks you. So it's like it tricks you the first time and you're like, oh, you can't get me anymore. Now I know the game you're playing. Like, it's constantly changing its own rules of storytelling to fuck with you. Yeah,
2: it's not It's it's not like we see, we see another character just get eaten and it's like, oh, they're going to come back alive. I know that. I've done this 17 <laughs> <Yeah>. times.
0: <laughs> it's not like the MCU where death means nothing. Yeah. Uh, episode 13, Primal Desires. So, starts out, Sean is cornered, he's in a building, but he looks outside, spots a, a person very brutally crushed under a boulder, um, but he sees that their ODM gear is fine, so he's like, hmm, maybe I won't die here today. Uh, good guy Marco flies in and tries to buy him some time by distracting the Titan that's stalking him down. Connie's there too, Annie's there too, but... Um, they lit like Connie has this line where he's like, "Oh come on, why'd you have to go be the hero?" Which like implies that Marco is the one who kind of like jumped down. Yeah, and was like, "We got to go." I
2: mean, even help though him. Connie is like jumping in as kind of a follower, it is interesting that these three—they're already safely up on the wall, but now they're jumping mm-hmm. back into it to save Jean. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I, I fucking love Connie because he's. Like we've been saying since the training episodes, he's just reliable. Like he's just <laughs> fucking, he's gonna be there. Like if if someone's jumping in, like he maybe isn't going to be the one to be like, let's jump in and save them. But if someone's jumping in, he will jump in with them. Right. Uh, we get a very funny moment where uh like the titans about to get Jean and Connie just like knees the Titan in the head. Yeah. But there's this really funny <laughs> moment where he, he knees the Titan and he just he's just like Ow. <laughs> yeah, there's actually I feel like I
2: think Jean has this moment like three times, each with like Marco, Connie, and Annie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where Annie is like And every
0: time it's killer.
2: St- Annie is such an intense moment where there's like this Titan upside down flying with its mouth open at yeah. John. And Annie just like steps on its neck to push it down.
0: It's so <laughs> sick. Like it's brutal. She does a fucking throat punch with her whole body. <laughs> Uh, but what I really like about this is it really starts um, like solidifying, just cementing that core friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, like these, like we start to get this idea that these are characters that will jump into the shit for each other if one of them is going down. Like they're they're not going to let each other die. These one these guys are going to be holding on to each other a bit more than we've seen before. Yeah, and then everyone looks over and boom. Armin's fucking whole speech worked. Aaron is carrying that boulder towards the hole. Yeah, this
2: is like so cool because this is put, like soldiers are dying; they're dwindling down to their last few, and it's like this is it. Like we've lost. Mm-hmm. And then that's the moment when Aaron comes around the corner with a giant fucking rock. I mean, at first yeah. you was hear footsteps, and so it's like, ah, oh, <laughs> fuck, what's going on now? Is the is the big dong <laughs> Titan finally revealed itself? <laughs> the big dong
0: titan. But <laughs> His pendulum dick smashes through buildings. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but now it's like, for once, it's like actually something good.
0: Yeah. I also think before you see Aaron carrying the boulder, you just see the boulder like over the rooftop, yes, which is kind of cool. But yeah, so then we just get this like all out fucking brawl to protect Aaron as he's like carrying the rock, these final couple like, uh, not, I don't know, like... I can't gauge distance. Yards? Final couple hundred yards to the hole. Yeah. But what I really like about this fight is it takes place on flat land. The area around the entrance, like the the door through this wall, is flat land. So we get a very unique fight from what we've seen so far of all these soldiers trying to distract and take down these titans without the buildings around them too, like successfully and, like, use the ODM gear to their, like, fullest potential. Which which they characterize as suicide. Right. I, I have it in my notes. It's very suicide um, but it's also unique. But I, I think it's really um, interesting how
2: just moments ago we saw, like, everyone giving up, basically, saying, this is it, this is the end. Just seeing yeah. Aaron with the boulder is enough to convince mm-hmm. everyone, like, we've got to throw our lives for this.
0: Yeah. Well, because... We also have... This is the line I was trying to look for before, and I guess it must have been in that first episode. Pixis gives a speech where he's like, we have not had a win against Titans. We have not once ever won. We are doing this because I want to know what it feels like to win. Yeah. And so them seeing Aaron with this boulder is all of them realizing, holy shit, for the first time in the past hundred years, we could win. Like... It's powerful. It is, yeah. Um, Something interesting that I wanted to talk about a little bit is so when Aaron's carrying the boulder, he's like steaming like crazy. Yeah. And I'm wondering, is that like the boulder is so heavy that it's literally like tearing his muscles and he's regrowing I, them as they're tearing? I think, I think tearing? That, that
2: is actually how it should be interpreted, that the boulder is so heavy, it's like damaging his body to carry it. Uh-huh.
0: And that's just another show of Aaron's world that he's literally pushing this thing past its abilities, literally tearing its muscles, and it's rebuilding them so he can, like, do this.
1: I never thought of it. That's, a, that's like, a really cool detail that I never noticed.
0: Yeah, the steam is something I didn't really pick up on much until my second watch, but it's, like, yeah. there, and it usually, like, has something, like, some meaning behind it. Captain Man gets yoinked, uh, gets chomped, gets its head bitten straight off but reversed, so his body gets bitten off from his head. Yeah.
2: There's this is actually like an intent very intense sequence because I think it Brutal. just cuts to music and just shots of people like fighting the Titans and getting eaten. Yeah. The captain actually pulls someone out of the Titan's mouth right before he gets yeah. eaten too He
1: literally
0: sacrificed
1: Damn.
2: himself to save one of his so sick. one of his soldiers, which is
1: really really cool.
0: But also a very good like mid-episode card for this episode because it shows you it kind of like talks about humanity's first attempts at fighting the Titans and how like futile it was, which is perfect to pair with them having to fight the Titans on flat ground now. Yeah. Aaron does it, he plugs the hole. It's great. We get the great line, like this day belongs to humanity, but Aaron's like still trapped in the Titans, so they gotta like get him out. Fucking Beyblade shows up and saves him. Uh, Levi just pops in, kills some titans that are coming at him. I just want to say um,
1: that I thought say it. I thought it was really interesting that they chose to have this this portion of the episode of the story in like in the middle of the episode because it it feels like the whole Aaron finally yeah, yeah. plugging up the hole would be towards the end of the episode, but no, it's like right. the whole climactic part of the episode is in the middle, and then we have this whole. The whole rest of it to kind of reflect on it a little.
2: Yeah, I was. I was actually thinking I, the exact same thing.
0: Yeah, me too. But I think that's just because this show is so good at knowing what the endings have to be of each episode, like knowing where like the fun like beats to end the sh- episodes are. Because we've really only had one episode that ends in like kind of a stinky way. That's the one where it's just like Armin. Mikasa and Connie like up on the wall, and it just like kind of. The episode ends mid scene. Other than that, every episode ends on like a killer cliffhanger or like some kind of killer note. The the cliffhangers
1: Um, in this show, I will I will always say this, but the cliffhangers in the show are literally like off the fucking wall, awesome.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think like it's a very good call for them to, and like pacing as well. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. They definitely. could have dragged that whole thing out for an entire episode and ended it there and then had the next episode end where this episode ends. But then the pacing would be off. So it's like they just know exactly like where they have to end things and like even if like maybe it feels a bit awkward to have that big success in the middle of the episode, it's going to pay off because of the cool cliffhanger. For sure, cuz
2: if you think yeah. about like the second half of the episode, like if that was an episode in itself, that would be such a slow,
0: boring episode. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it would For be. For sure.
0: Um, so then we get some narration, basically, like, going over some, like, just filling us in on some little information. Like, we find out that the next couple days were basically them just aiming cannons down the walls, blasting the shit out of Titans, just, like, kind of clearing out uh, Trust while the survey corps went in and, like, killed all the stragglers. We also find out that over 200 soldiers died and over 150 were injured, um, and then the biggest and like maybe funnest little part is that they captured two smaller Titans, yeah, um like bound them down, unable to move. yeah. um so they ha- now have two Titans like in their possession alive. that one that that uh, that
2: one I also noted that it's like the like this is outstanding for them. like we've seen nothing but the Titans just slaughtering people. They struggle enough to kill them and to imagine with this operation they actually managed to capture some.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, then we get some, like, cool fallout-type shit. So we get one of the saddest parts of the whole show. John is, like, going through. He's, like, part of the cleanup team. And he finds Marco, who oh, has yeah. just been chomped in half.
1: Th- this part really, really, like, kind of t- tore my heartstrings a little bit.
0: John's reaction is tough. And, like, pair that with how... How like endeared we become to Marco at this point? Like this is a this is a tough one, and it's one of those things where we don't get to see his death. Like, and John even comments on that. He's like, "Someone has to know what happened. Someone has to know what happened." Yeah. Um. This is uh. And John has
2: interesting because it's like we saw Marco with him alive, maybe like what ten minutes ago in the episode. Uh huh.
0: And it's like it goes back to that thing of like what chris said a couple episodes ago which is like it's never a dignified death with titans no. um, and this is a glowing example of that it literally happens off screen and john has this line where he says he's not the sort of guy who you know which is like sad it's like a, like he's a main character like he's not the he's not the one that's supposed to die um uh, but yeah that's very sad <laughs> hate that uh, we see a uh, the titan human hairball that was really fucking nasty.
1: Gross. That that part of the episode, fucking, like, it was so nasty.
0: It looks like a weird alien egg capsule, just full yeah. of terrified dead people. Yeah, it's like, cause cause titans don't shit,
1: so they they literally just right. It's so, it's like so fucking
0: titans don't have buttholes. No, they don't, and it's just like. I picture them hacking it up up like a cat and it just makes it even (laughs) more gross. And it also reinforces that idea of they are not eating humans for any purpose. They are just eating them for the fucking fun of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, But then we cut to Aaron wakes up in a prison. We're at the end of the episode now in front of Levi and Erwin of the uh, scout regiment. Um. Erwin's basically like, dude, this shit's nuts, but I just have one simple question for you. What are your intentions? Yeah. Um. <laughs> and uh we have a couple interesting lines here. Like Erwin kind of throws out this theory that the armored titan and the colossal titans are quote unquote same as you. Um, yeah, this which is, is interesting. This is like what I was talking about with um. I feel like with
2: just traditional shows, we'd see Aaron being a human uh, who was a Titan and people being like, what could this mean? And it would take them like 17 episodes yeah. to like piece it together. Maybe the Argonne uh-huh. and Colossal are people too. But Erwin's like, <laughs> uh-huh. this makes sense, right? Like these Titans are different. Yeah. Aaron's different.
0: And then he puts this theory together. Um, But then Aaron's kind of dodging the question of like, so like Aaron... Brings up, like, the basement, like, uh, Aaron's basement, brings up the key. He's like, whatever's in there, we got to figure it out. We got to get there, and we got to find it. You just tell us, like, basically, are you on our side or not? What are your intentions? Who are you? Um, And Aaron is just like, I'm going to be a
2: scout. (laughs) Well, more importantly, and this is what changes Levi's attitude. He's like, "I'm gonna slaughter all the titans," and that because like up to this, you get the
0: little glint in Levi's eyes. Up to this
2: point, Levi's (laughs) been like this stupid brat. You're fucking little pussy-ass bitch. Shit, I don't give a shit about you. Yeah, and then then he says that, and then Levi
0: literally is like, "Not bad." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so Levi's like, "I'm gonna take okay." I'll take him. I'll take him under my wing. Not because I care about him or anything. Just because I know, like, if he goes rogue, I can take him down. Like, I'm the only one that would be do him. that. Yeah. Uh, and then Aaron's like, congratulations, buddy. You're a scout. <laughs> and that's how we end the episode. Uh, which is, I think, a great ending. Just because that's, like, the thing we get in the first episode. Aaron's like, I want to be a scout. Yeah. Episode thirteen, we fucking get there. Aaron is a scout. Like that's a huge moment. Uh, feels kind of good in this just like swamp of shit we've been in. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know. This episode's fun. I just don't I'm, know. I'm I gonna, might give this. You know one-
1: what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one up on my rating. On my initial rating, I'm gonna give it a trust.
2: I would also give it a trost. It does. I think it does. It is slower, but it's still a pretty intense episode. And I think it, yeah, it's, got, it's
1: this, got notable. It's got really good, notable moments
2: in it. Especially. yep. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was going to say. It has very high key moments there. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: This one is also going to be a trust for me. And I think in retrospect, it's going to bump, um, bump the, the episode 11 down to, uh, while Maria, a two, just because I like I didn't didn't think the first two episodes were strong. The last episode's good. I like the last episode. I said the first episode was my favorite at the beginning, but th- yeah, I think this last episode kind of kicks a little bit of ass. It does. Um. So, Brian, real quick, do you want to tell us what the fuck you think is going to happen from this point on? Because we've got a lot, a lot, a lot of new interesting plot threads going on for example we've got the Titans that are like captured now we have Titans that they can like kind of experiment on do whatever they want with so like what do you think is going to happen with them and then what do you think like the scout regiments Uh, like what they're what, what do you think is going on with them like why are they fucking with Aaron so much
2: also why do you think Aaron's in a dungeon
0: <laughs> yeah Oh, there's a funny line too, where Aaron's like, "Where am I?" and Aaron's like, "I don't know, like a dungeon or something." (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: so I think, I think the scout regimen will, or I think that they will, they will experiment on the titans that they captured and see, like what if they have any other weaknesses besides like just the back of the neck, back of the neck that'll, you know, make it any easier for them. They could maybe learn more about their anatomy. Um, And then Mm -hmm. the scout regimen might pick up on this and, you know, use that to their advantage. Um, As to why Aaron's in a dungeon, (laughs) I think maybe it's just to keep him, no, not keep him secret. 'Cause most people know about him. Um I don't know, maybe that's the only place that they had a legitimate jail cell for him to be in because they didn't know if they <laughs> could trust him or not.
0: Fuck it. Aaron in jail. <laughs> go yeah. to Horny Jail. Just fu- <laughs> He's in <laughs> Horny Jail. That's where he is. Uh any last thoughts on these three episodes before we go to the spoiler section? Tilfs. Tilfs, you got one. There's one. Okay, I don't know if it's the same.
1: If it's the same one, I'm thinking of. There's this like. There's this one Titan. He's literally in like a point, a half a second shot, where his mouth is really big, and he like smashes on one of the roofs of, of one of the rooftops. I think it's the same one that chases John. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who I'm calling the Shane Dawson Titan. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I think he's he's the main tilth.
0: You know, I noticed a lot of... There's a lot of good butts in this episode. Some of these <laughs> Titans had some nice fucking juicy dumpsters. <laughs>
2: Um, there was one it's not really a titan in the episode but when Pixies is giving his like whole speech and he talks about like if you've seen the titans and it shows this flashcard of like these like soldiers like getting eaten by a titan and it's like this beautiful lady titan like Pixies describes (laughs) she's like it'd be nice she's got got, like this sparkly eyes nice blonde hair like normal human face features
0: (laughs) <laughs> 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 fucking pixis. <laughs> uh, he's so fucking weird. All right, Brian. Get the fuck out of here, Brian. Okay. This okay. Oh, uh next week we are watching episodes 14, 15 and 16. Woo. So, yeah, watch those episodes before next Wednesday so you can listen to us to fucking be dipshits about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I'm Bye, Brian.
0: It was good talking to you, buddy. Bye bye. So from this point on, do not listen if you're watching the show for the first time, because we're going to talk about spoilers. It's probably going to be a smaller section this time, because there wasn't a ton of shit to listen to. But trust me, no matter what we end up bringing up, you don't want to hear it. You don't want shit spoiled for you. This is such a good show. Ben. Yes. There wasn't much in these episodes. Yeah.
2: No, I I I actually like. Um, there were. I honestly, one episode I actually had nothing written until I did the dub rewatch and then I happened to notice one
0: little thing. Um, But yeah, I don't have too much written down. Episode 11, the only thing I really have down is when Pixis says, humanity needs an enemy greater than itself. That's just kind of of a hint hint at the fact that the Titans that they're fighting are man-made. I don't know. It's not even a big one.
2: Yeah, I know. Even that's kind of a stretch. The only thing I had written down for episode eleven, um, when Pixies is like, Aaron's a titan, we're gonna use him. Um, Connie's like, yo, am I an idiot, or did I just not understand that? And then the one that tells him to shut up is Ymir, who's just completely like calm oh. and like which makes sense. I mean, we won't find out she's the jaw Titan until season two. And so Uh uh-huh. I think, I did not I think that's really it. interesting. That she's the one
0: that's like, You're just an idiot, calm down. Go back to your whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, is twelve the one you didn't have anything for? Because I did not have anything on twelve. Um,
2: I had a couple things. It was eleven originally. And okay. then on my dub rewatch I noticed that interaction. Uh, okay. um, I have nothing for twelve. Twelve. Um for both twelve and thirteen, it is interesting to watch and see. Like, this is Marco's last moments alive. And Yeah,
0: that's the big
2: thing. Um, There is an interesting line in 12 that I don't think ever really gets – well, actually, that's not true. So, Mikasa is sitting there like, why the fuck are there so many Titans around? And then she's like – she ponders and she's like, is it because of Eren? And it kind of – they've never really Mm -hmm. explicitly Mm -hmm. said in the show, but it always makes me wonder if – pure titans can sense like a shifter titan, like when the shifters in titan form. And we kind of get this at the end of season yeah. two, all those titans just kind of swarming Reiner and Berthold. Um Yeah. Um,
0: well, I also, I wonder how much of that is literally just the fact that, you know, shifter titans are like huge and notable, yeah. you know? Like they're just more noticeable generally, but you do make a point. That is true. Like if they if they can sense like a, a fucking wolf among what, us. Like
2: one moment I'm excited to kind of talk about when we get to season three part one and we get to see there's this very brief moment we see um that like eastern city through Rod Rice's perspective when he's a Titan and it just like looks like mm-hmm. this big glowing mess and we kind of never that's like the oh, only time the show we right. get to see like what a Titan sees.
0: Yeah, I want to know what Titan Vision is and like. so then, give us more Titan. It makes vision. me wonder
2: if like you like what you're saying because shifters are bigger; they're just more notice- noticeable. But like Titans register them right. um, as humans.
0: Yeah, like it's kind of like a heat vision yeah. type thing. Yeah, I only ha- I only have one more thing for thirteen. So if you have more for twelve, no, that's it. So for thirteen, <laughs> the one thing I noticed is John has this whole monologue of. Someone must have seen it. Someone must have seen how Marco died. Yeah, somebody did. (laughs) Someone knows. Yeah,
2: and then it's really interesting that after that scene, we cut to Annie, Reiner, and Berthold, and Annie's just Uh standing there just
0: apologizing to seemingly no one. Uh Uh-huh. And then, like, Reiner has this line of, like, you know, standing here isn't going to do shit. Like, we got to give them a proper burial. Yeah. Which almost Which makes me I wonder, wonder if Reiner's in
2: soldier mode when he says... There's, like, certain lines where you oh, never yes, yes, really yes. know what mindset Reiner's in. It's really
0: interesting. I was going to say that, too, because he specifically says we need to give them a burial, then it cuts to them burning the bodies. Yeah. So, that uh, like, I was wondering, is that, like, him in soldier mode? Like, it, and at fucking Marley, whatever, they would bury the soldiers, but here they have to burn them to avoid disease and stuff, so... I was also wondering that.
2: Do you have anything else? I think that's it for me.
0: I think that's it too. Wasn't a ton of interesting stuff. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening to Tea Time with Titans. Come back next week again. We're going to be watching episodes 14, 15, and 16. Listen to Ravnik Avengers. Ben and I are on Ravnik Avengers. Ravnik Avengers 2, Disco of the Soul. It's a real play D&D podcast and it's fun. Also listen to Frankly I Love Movies. It's a movie podcast where Josh Wall discusses movies with guests such as me. You can listen to my episode on Murder Party. Um, It's part of our new holiday series we have going on right now. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. Again, no real outro planned. I should figure out what the fuck I'm going to do for outros for this show. (laughs) Because every time I'm just kind of like mumbling. I I feel like Casey Clark doing the intro for uh, any podcast. Uh, hi guys. Uh, but yeah. Uh, see y'all next week. Uh, howdly diddly, baby.